Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem mm. with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. The great entrepreneur's curse. Going to share with you what I think that main curse of distraction and overwhelm is, and then how to flip it on its head and turn it into the greatest entrepreneur's gift and how to turn it into cash. I've mentored tens of thousands of entrepreneurs, and I'd be a bit of an idiot not to notice the common themes and threads and challenges. I've been an entrepreneur for nearly 20 years myself. And I think the greatest curse for entrepreneurs is the start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. We get excited, allured, by an opportunity, anything new, because we're entrepreneurs. It's what we do. We're good at seeing opportunity. We're good at solving problems. We love starting things up, pretty bad at finishing it often. And sometimes we don't have that filter to know, okay, that's the wrong time. I need to say no to that. Shouldn't do that yet. Should wait for that. Hmm. Yeah, that's not going to work for me. That wouldn't suit me. We're not very good at saying all these things. We're often very good at going, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I want to do that. I don't want to miss out on that. All that looks exciting. All that looks alluring. All that's another income opportunity. I want multiple streams of income. I want to hustle away. So the paradox is that's also our greatest strength. Our greatest strength is seeing new opportunities. We're great at starting things. We take risks. We uh, probably are a little bit blind to what could go wrong. Um, if we knew then what we know now, maybe we wouldn't start. That's often what people say when they're 10 years in and there's challenges. So I think that there's one word that can help you on your journey to results, progress, growth, income streams, success, scale, whatever it is you're looking for. And that is momentum. And I think that we want to, we almost want to become a junkie of momentum as an entrepreneur, because I reckon that it's hard to start because, it, you know, think about the truck pull. Uh, I love watching the truck pull, mainly because I'm weak myself. But that thing takes so much effort to just start moving really slowly, really slowly. And then it's moving, okay, it's, you know, it looks like, wow, this is going to take forever. And then it starts to build up that speed and that momentum. Now, once that speed and that momentum is going, that thing is hard to stop. That's like a juggernaut, the, the 50 tons of weight, um, really hard to stop. And 
there's a law of conservation of energy that states that an object in motion tends to stay in motion and an object at rest tends to stay at rest. So what that means is it's freaking hard to start or at least it's harder or hardest. Let's be honest, it's first world hard. A lot of people say, ah, oh, things are hard. Things are really hard. It's really hard. I'm you know, um, homeschooling kids. I've got you know, all these responsibilities. I haven't got much time. I haven't got much money. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. In reality, though, it's new. It's just new. You've just not done it yet. But it, it takes more energy at the start to get things started. You know, you plant a seed, you don't get the tree the next day. So it might take months or years to create a solid business, a solid revenue stream and some kind of level of success and progress and wealth and, and income. So if you start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, what you do is you start to pull a truck. You bust your muscles and every ounce of your strength and energy. You get that thing just moving and then you stop and you go and start pulling another truck. And then you bust your energy and you nearly kill yourself getting that truck just moving and then you go and pull another truck and another truck and another truck. What the fuck? So I, I would like to encourage you to become a, a junkie of momentum, which means once you've got that truck pulling... Keep freaking pulling that truck. Don't look at the other truck over there. Oh, wait a minute, that truck's bigger. Oh, wait a minute, that truck's better. No, that truck's still. That stood still. You're pulling this one. It's now moving. And the more you pull it when it's going, in fact, it'll pull, it'll push you. You know, you see towards the end of the world's strongest man when they're doing the truck pull. And then they sort of, they get over the line and then they fall over. Well, the truck's still moving. It's going to come run them over. It's a juggernaut. If you think about Amazon, what a juggernaut that is. Facebook, what a juggernaut that is. <clears throat> and you have this massive momentum. The longer you've been in a market or an industry, you get all the referrals. People are talking. Joe Rogan, what a juggernaut of a podcast. Because what's he been doing? Eight plus more years. What's he done? Nearly 1,500 episodes. All the YouTube videos as well as the audio podcasts on all the different platforms. What is it now? Nearly, is it 200 million downloads a month? It's a juggernaut because it has momentum. So I'd like to encourage you to be a bit of a momentum junkie. And if you know you're pulling that truck at the start, keep pulling that truck. And then once that truck is moving, keep that truck moving. Hi, it's Rob here, interrupting you with something you may not know about me. I was one of the few people on the planet hand-selected by Facebook to pilot their new supporter program. It's a very small premium model where you can get exclusive content and advance notice or discount of new products and services. So this is what I've done for you. Not only can you get best discounts for any training that we might run, not only do you get notified first of any launches we do, we also do supporter meetups, supporter dinners, supporter WhatsApp groups where you have a, a deeper community. I do supporter only ask me anythings. I do supporter only content and podcasts. We have a community of 2,005 500 supporters and I'd love to give you the chance to be one of those. I believe this is the best supporter program in the whole world. Find me a better one, but I don't think you will. So the link is bit.ly forward slash Rob supporter with a capital R. That's bit.ly forward slash Rob supporter with a capital R. I believe the gap between free content and paid content is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There's a lot of free content out there that's making
maybe not that good. And for just a few dollars a month, you can get the best content on business, on entrepreneurship, on starting up, on scaling up, on sales, on marketing, on the mindset of being an entrepreneur. So go to bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R right now. Now, can you have more than one income stream? Yes. Can you write more than one book? Yes. Can you have more than one online training program? Yes. Can you have more than one company? Yes. But you've got to get that truck moving so it's got its own momentum before you then go and start pulling the next truck. Oh, and by the way, what do a lot of people do? Oh, there's five trucks. I'm pretty strong. I'm going to pull all five at once. Look at me pulling. No. <laughs> Even if you're pulling two trucks at once, it's going to take forever. Now, I have nine income streams. Apparently, there are only seven main types of income. Um, I actually know of 14, but maybe some are in other niches or, or in, a, in the same niche. But I know of 14 income streams. I have nine, something like that. Uh, and some people look at that and they go, oh, yeah, I'm going to set up three income streams today. No. I, I mean, I've been do- building my businesses for 15 years. I've been building income streams for 15 years. There's no point starting a book before you finished your last one. Because a, a book 90% done is a book 0% done. The book's only done when it's published and selling copies. Otherwise, it's not done. Even if you've written all the words except the end, it's still not done. It's only done when it's done. And only once you finish your first book should you do your second book. Now, the challenge, the paradox is entrepreneurs are generalists, aren't we? You know, we have to be, my dad used to say, chief cook and bottle washer. Uh, You know, we have to be a strategist, a visionary. We have to have a basic understanding of sales, of marketing, of recruitment, of HR, of finance, of accounts. If I even said marketing, you know, hopefully of uh, uh, modern marketing. Um, This strategy, I don't know if I covered that, but there's loads. So we have to be a bit of a generalist. So the problem when we are a bit of a generalist, especially if you like being a generalist, is you end up doing everything. Uh, and therefore, you can't get that momentum. But uh, I, I did a lot of research, <clears throat> excuse me, when writing my books. Yeah, mem- it, it takes about half an hour on average to get into flow state in a task, which means every time you open an email and then jump to a Facebook message or you're on Facebook and you jump onto your podcast analytics or you jump onto a call or you jump into WhatsApp, every time you do that, that, that is probably taking about half an hour. Now, it doesn't feel like that, does it? But to get into that deep flow state, not to be superficial, but to get into the deep flow state, you know, where you're actually, time is stood still, you're working deep, you're working good quality, you know, you're on key result areas and income generating tasks, that can take on average about half an hour. So if you're task jumping five, six times a day, then you're losing three hours a day just task jumping. Uh, that's like going from one truck to another. Oh, wait a minute. I'm gonna, uh, this truck, I've nearly got it moving. I'm going to go for this truck. Oh, I, I don't know what, you know what? That look, truck looks better. I'm not going to even start pulling that one yet. I thought I was going to pull that truck, but now I'm going to pull that truck next. Oh yeah, that truck looks better. Oh, look at that truck. That's a beautiful truck. Oh, but wait a minute. But that truck's moving. I better go back on that truck. And um, Now, by the way, uh, should you only do one thing forever? Probably not. Um, the average millionaire has seven income streams. According to some basic research, it might be less, um, but it's definitely more than three. I mean, if I asked every millionaire I know, I know 100 millionaires, billionaires, they've all got multiple income streams. You know, even the people like um, Warren Buffett, who says, you know, you focus on one thing like a laser until successful. You know, focus, follow one course until successful. I agree with that. But I think 70% of your time you focus on one thing. 
But on 20% of your time, you've got your second income stream and you're setting up your systems and processes on your first one. And of course, you've always got to do a bit of research into the future and how markets evolve. Otherwise, Rolls-Royce wouldn't have gone from aircraft to um, cars uh, and Lamborghini wouldn't have gotten from tractors to cars and post-it notes wouldn't have even existed and penicillin wouldn't have even existed. Um, uh, you know, and, and all the companies that have lasted, Coca-Cola were medicine before, uh, you know, their refreshment. And of course, Coca-Cola bought Innocent and they, they didn't just become a, a fizzy drinks company. So you do have to build additional income streams. You do have to, um, you know, hedge against an uncertain future and how your market could change. I, I created eight new online courses in seven weeks uh, and I hadn't planned to do that eight weeks ago. So I don't think it's actually wise or I, th or I think it's risky to just focus on one singular thing. I mean, there's, there's obviously the, the, the intense focus and deep work and momentum involved in that, which is powerful, you know, when you become a specialist. But entrepreneurs do have to be a generalist. But what you have to get good at doing is jumping from task to task to task to task without that 30 minutes of task jumping time wastage and getting into that momentum flow state as quickly as possible and not just jumping for the sake of it, moving because you're, it's strategic. So, you know, I, I, I won't. I won't really start a new book. I'll have a few ideas and I'll put them in Evernote. But I won't start a new book properly until I've finished and published and launched my existing book. Uh, and I won't build a new business until I've systemized and leveraged some of my time and I've got resources and apps and systems and staff so that they can manage the day-to-day -day of the existing business. Because if I'm managing the day-to-day -day of three businesses, of course, that's really overwhelming. Um, so uh, the curse is the task jumping. Uh, the gift is the momentum. So become a momentum junkie, which means once you know you're in flow, because you know when you're in flow, don't you? Just do your absolute best to preserve that. Isolate yourself from distractions. Try and stay in flow for as long as possible. Push yourself through, you, you know, the desire to look at everything else and be involved in everything else. Sometimes the opportunist mindset in an entrepreneur can be a curse because we can see opportunity in everything. Honestly, I could have 150 businesses right now, but if I did that, they'd all be worth a quid and I'd be doing nothing because it's just too overwhelming and you can't focus properly. Um, so maybe what you do is 70% of your working week, you really deep focus on your main income stream. And then the, the remaining 30%, you're researching new income streams or, or working on your second or your third, you know, your side hustle, etc. But for me, this is, I see it so many times when, like, if there's one thing for entrepreneurs I could eradicate, uh, it would be every six months they're doing something new. Uh, and they were so excited at the start, and this is going to work, and this is going to be the big thing, and they're buying this course and getting this mentor, um, uh, and then, you know, they're the, they're, it's their saviour, and finally, and then they say that every six months, and they turn their back on what they did. In reality, when I look at what they did, virtually all of the models that they started work. You know, I don't teach any model that doesn't work. They all work. All my property strategies, all my business strategies that I teach, they all work. Every single one. I would never put my name to anything that, that, that wouldn't work. In fact, I wouldn't even put my name to something that would work, but statistically for a low amount of people. So there's a couple of things that um, I feel probably does work, but probably not for not enough people. Therefore, I won't put my name to it. So if the strategy works, what about what is it about the person that doesn't work? Why, why does someone succeed and someone fail? Well, it's momentum. It's all about momentum because anyone can get in flow state. 
not anyone can stay in there for a long time. And like the truck that gets pulled, once it's rolling, it's rolling and it's way easier to keep it moving than it is to stop it and start something else and pull another truck. So uh, how can you balance this? Well, I created a, a time management model called 702010, which is a, a, an adaptation on the 8020 principle. So I think it is wise to have three income streams, not one. So that does somewhat, it's a paradox to what I've said, of course. And because I'm basically saying momentum is your um, life force energy as a, an entrepreneur. Uh, and, you know, momentum is hard to build. And once you're in it, uh, an object at rest tends to stay at rest. An object, object in motion tends to stay in motion. So that's why I haven't said have three income streams and split your time one third, one third, one third. I don't split my time equally across anything. My main income stream, I would put most of my time into. My secondary income stream, I, I would put a third of my time into or a third of my main income stream time. So 7 to 2010 is, let's say you do, um, let's say you do 50 hours a week. So 7 to 2010 is 35 hours a week in your main income stream. What is it? 10 hours a week, roughly, in your second income stream, a bit more. And about five hours, three, five hours a week in your third income stream. You know, your third income stream is just like starting to pull the truck. You're doing your research, your analysis, looking for systems, processes, actually learning the strategy. Your secondary income stream, you're probably, you're, you're in the early stages of that, but it's getting some momentum and it's working. Your main income stream, you can actually start to systemize and process that. Now, I wrote about the 70, 20, 10 and systemizing and processing and building in three income streams to start, then four, then five, then six, then seven, then eight, then nine. I wrote about that in my book, Multiple Streams of Property Income. Now, um, that book isn't just about property income streams. It's about building systems and processes and, and gaining the maximum amount of momentum, momentum, but also with the ideal amount of strategies. Because I know I've slightly complicated it, but it's, it's important. Because I could just say to you, follow one course until successful, focus, and just one income stream only. Don't worry about everything else. But um, what if you were in physical events? What if you were in retail? What if you're Primark? Primark did not do online. They did not, um, not, they just focused purely on retail. This is what we do. We're one thing. We know what we do. No online. And their sales have gone from billions to zero. Zero. So that's a massive risk. And of course, that's been highlighted in the current climate. So I do think it's dangerous to just do one thing. Now, a great model for creating new income streams is to leverage existing ones. So for example, Mark and I bought uh, quite a few single lets. Um, and then we started to buy multi-lets. Now, we leverage at least 70% of our time and resource and systems and staff and team and knowledge from single lets into HMOs. So we're not standing from a start. The truck's already moving a bit. We're just doing a relay. Whereas if I went from single let properties to um, making ma masks for the lockdown, well, I know nothing about making masks and I don't have a, a, an e-commerce engine and traffic to, to build upon. So I'm starting from scratch and I can't bring over any of my experience from buy to let into making masks. But I can bring a lot of my... So this is where momentum works, you see, because you can take momentum from your first income stream and bring it into your second and your second into your third. Uh, and I think this is where I got a bit of a, a eureka moment. And my business partner taught me this. Because in the early days, I wanted to start everything. And it's like, but Rob, you're starting from the start again. And you've got to build up from scratch. Oh, yeah, but it'll be all right. It'll be quick. Look, it looks easy. It looks good. It's a good model. And he's like, but no, you've got to set everything up from scratch. Why don't you leverage your existing experience into your new thing? So then what we did from HMOs, 
multi-lets. We then went into commercial. And again, multi-lets are a bigger strategy than single-lets. Commercial are a bigger strategy than multi-let. But actually, what we did with commercials is we turned pubs into multi-lets. So we carried 80% of our multi-let into commercial because we turned commercial into multi-let. So we're not starting again. That truck, someone's already started pulling that truck for us. And we just got to go and relay it. And then we set up a laying agency. And we've got hundreds of units already that are being managed by someone else. So if we start our own letting agency, then we just bring them in-house. Now, I'm not saying it's not without its challenges, but we've leveraged a lot of our existing time and energy and momentum. And then we set up a property training business. Well, we've got hundreds of properties ourselves, so we know what we're doing. We've just got to put it into a manual you know, system, some training. So again, we're, we're carrying that momentum from another income stream. And then when we've got property training businesses, then we have um, business training businesses. Well, now we've got a training business. So we know that part. We've just got to put a new wrapper on it. Business training. Uh, and then writing books. Well, that's easy because we've been running courses for years. And then doing podcasts. Well, that's easy because I've been writing books for years. Do you see what I mean? You, can, you, you, you leverage the momentum. You get other people to start pulling the truck. Uh, and, and, and that's how you build multiple income streams and systemize each one uh, rather than st- go. If you go from unrelated stream to unrelated stream to unrelated stream to unrelated stream without transmuting and carrying over um, experience, resources, team, systems, etc., then it's, you, you're, you're starting to pull a truck. You're stopping it when it's just got momentum and then you're starting to pull another truck and man, that's going to bust your gut, your ass. So um, it, this ended up turning into a bit of a rant. Maybe this will end up having to be a Rob's rants episode. Um, but if there's one thing that I could cure for entrepreneurs or create the ideal balance, it would be this. It would be um, we have to be generalists as entrepreneurs, but we have to know what to start. And then when we start it, we have to focus enough time to keep it going. But if we focus all of our time on it, we're risking the Primark syndrome. So we do want multiple income streams because that's where we want to be in the future. But you don't go from nine, from zero to nine in day one. It might take you five years to build up or 10 years to build up nine income streams. So we've got to have an ongoing plan of pulling the first truck and getting the momentum going. And then once the momentum is going, handing that truck over to someone else and then starting to pull the second truck. And maybe we can attach the second truck to the first truck to pull it along a bit more. And then maybe we can get someone else to start pulling the third truck and then we can take it over later. And then maybe once the three trucks are running, we can employ a team to go and pull the rest of the trucks and we just guide them in, in the right direction. So there's a strategy to this and it's not just binary and simple. But I think if you follow my 70, 20, 10 model, I think if you get the book Multiple Streams of Property Income and you look about, um, you read about how to leverage existing assets to create new ones, how to build the, the, the right momentum, juggle the right amount of income streams, then in three years, five years, 10 years, you could go from one income stream, which is risked, to five or 10 income streams, which are de-risked. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you found this useful. If you're watching the live stream, please, can you share this? Um, because I think it's vital. Uh, they, they used to say that um, multiple streams of income was a luxury. I now believe it's a necessity. I also believe at least having one of those streams online is vital with what's happened in the current uh, climate, the world economy, the, the virus, etc. So uh, I really think there's some people at risk at either end of the spectrum. They're not gaining any momentum and they're spreading themselves too thin and they're task jumping at one extreme. And then at the other extreme, they've got one earned job related income. They've been furloughed. They may not get their job when they go back. So at either extreme, you are, you are at, at high risk. So please share this on your social media to help other people um, protect themselves from future challenges and disruptions and um, recessions. Because um, the more we help each other, other as entrepreneurs, 
I think the be- the more benefit we get as entrepreneurs. People are always saying to me, hey, Rob, look, you give a lot of value away. Thank you. Um, is there anything I can do to help? I don't really ever ask for any help. And I get people ask me that like daily, like multiple times a day. You just sharing my content, whether it's my podcast or my live videos. And if you get a chance to review me anywhere on Facebook or Google reviews or Trustpilot or um, podcasts or Amazon or Audible or wherever, I'd be so grateful. My commitment to you for the rest of my life, barring any disasters, um, to keep giving you good content. That might be once a day, twice a day, three times a day on all my platforms. Um, I've really tried to increase the amount of content through the lockdown. That's my commitment to you and I'll keep doing that. Thanks for tuning in. I love you all. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.